Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boston podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Sharon Njai of The Virtual Miracle. Now, as an email marketing copywriter, she knows exactly how to help creators create on-the-spot messaging, develop systems to simplify, and build sales funnels with sales and develop a strong email sequence. Now, copywriting secrets are so important. So we're gonna dig right in without feeling overwhelmed. Life is too short. Try to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Brittany. So good to be here. <laughs> it is so good to have you on the show. Now, I this is so huge because so many of us are trying to manage our lives and come up with great content all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we just have that mental block. What? Where do we start? Yeah. Yeah, we always have to start with what is most important to our audience, because a lot of times we embark upon content, what I'd like to write about today, and that's all fun. And if you can tie it into what your audience wants to hear, but really the secret sauce is figuring out what emotions your clients are, or your audience is feeling and what pain points they want to overcome. What's their pain points sound so what are they trying to accomplish? Are they trying to lose weight? Are they trying to find a renovator for their home? Are they looking to whatever, stop smoking? Whatever that is, whatever the thing is that they want to do, we have to look beyond that to know what the emotion is that they are trying to reach or feel as a result of that thing. So it's never the thing, it's the emotion behind it. Gotcha. You know what? First off, I'm going to say this. I love how you just jumped in on that. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. It's really like the secret sauce. Like it's really like why we read things, why we continue to read things. If we get an email, like if you don't get engrossed in it in the first couple of words, that's like when you go to a bookstore, you open up a book and if you're not feeling the first paragraph, I know that sounds boring and you don't get the book with an email if you're not grabbed right away if if it's not funny if it's not if it's not spilling sort of tea or giving you a scoop that no one else has or that we're curious beings we want to know and i think sometimes does it go back to cavemen times having that knowledge meant you stay alive you know maybe but we just want to know there's some sort of power in knowing something that might save our lives or might save our jobs. (laughs) Exactly. So when there's just like a sea of emails that are going out, how do you build Mm -hmm. an email sequence that actually gets seen or noticed or heard? What do you say in that headline? Yeah. Subject Um, line. That's a great question. And it's a tricky thing to come up with a good headline or a good subject. And in terms of the sequence itself, and I'll get back to the subject line in one sec, it's a matter of figuring out what it is your audience wants to hear and framing it in a way that's logical. 
So we don't just come right out and, oh, which, what should this sequence be about? Oh, I think it'll be about the trees today or whatever. But the subject line, it's really, it's a mix of building curiosity, having someone, like, I don't want to say clickbait, but almost clickbait. But I said, Brittany, can you believe that Johnny was fired? You'd be like, what? Like, you don't even know who Johnny is, right? <laughs> there's, there's just some things that we are curious about, or can you believe that Beyonce just said this, like, what she said this, she shouldn't be saying that. Or there are certain things that we're just really curious about. Or we also want to know about ourselves. We're selfish, we're self-involved. Uh, we all want to know. It's like all those quizzes so you can find out what kind of vegetable you are, or what kind of cheese you most resemble, or, <laughs> right? We want to know about ourselves. Am I a, a one, a seven? What does that mean about me? My human design, am I a manifesting generator or my Gemini and Zodiac. So we want to know about ourselves for sure. And we also want information. We want hard facts. We want to know how are we going to get our problem solved? Three tips for building your business are the five most opened subject lines of all time or whatever it is. In terms of that subject line, you know, there's a few things that, that are really effective. So numbers in the subject line always work out well because we mm -hmm. want certainty. Uh, we want to know the answer. Oh, just read this and your whole life will change. We want curiosity. We want the nosy factor to be solved. Like we want to know what which dress J-Lo passed up when she was getting ready for the Super Bowl or whatever. So yeah, there's curiosity, there's numbers. We want to know how to do something. We want to know, like I said before, this email is going to be like the only email you'll ever have to read on the subject of whatever your business does. Exactly. Okay, Sharon, that is awesome. So let us know, like you just have given us so much already, but here's a great question that I know that my audience has. Okay. When you're building out email sequences, mm -hmm. it's best to have a system. How do you build a system for your email sequences? Are you just you know, going in there and just starting to spout out? But before you answer that question, mm -hmm. before you answer that question, I want to know what our audience is thinking. So if you are listening in real time, go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast, and we're going to have this poll question posted. Do you mm -hmm. have a system for your email sequences? And if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions and you can still weigh in. So Sharon, let us know how we can build a system for our email. We, we decided, okay, we're going to create this amazing email sequence process, this whole thing. What process do we have? Are we just, just do, doing a fly by night thing? Or how do we know that we're not repeating what we said? How do we keep track? What system do you use for email? That's a great question. And I almost said something about you get one of those super eight balls, you shake it up, you look <laughs> in your crystal ball, and that will give you the answer. I'm kidding. But yeah, all right. So let me give you some examples. So when we're writing for our clients, right? So mm -hmm. we do lead magnet sales funnels quite often. So for those of you who may not know those terms, I know shade it off. You don't because I sure didn't know those terms once upon a time. So um, a lead magnet is something, it's a 
piece of digital content. It could be an ebook. It could be a checklist. It could be a template. It could be anything like that it provides like a quick win. It's not going to be like a hundred page you know, epic novel that you have to read in order to get this, this quick win, but it's something digestible. And it's something that you would exchange for your, your audience's email address. So it's got to be something compelling, something that they can consume fairly quickly. And it's going to answer the right question for them. So that's a lead magnet sales funnel is something that we build to incorporate the lead magnet, let's say an ebook, for example, and then uh, we build the landing page for them to give their email address. And then after that, we send out uh, five emails, not all at once, of course. The first one is the welcome. Here's your download. Thank you so much. And then the next four are staggered throughout uh, the, the week. So that's what it is. So how do we figure out what to say in it? That's a great question. So in terms of the lead magnet itself, the most important question or the most important answer is figuring out what is the most pressing issue for your audience. So for example, if you were a home builder you, and your audience wants to know, let's say, for example, they were all going to be building their own houses. I know that's preposterous, but just stay with me for a sec. <laughs> you don't just go into it saying, first, when you're building, you start from the second floor and no, that, that doesn't happen. You have to know all the stuff before that. If I'm going to go build a house, I don't know what to do first, presuming, you know, someone that doesn't know. So I need to know what materials, I need to know what tools, I need to know maybe what kind of wood or brick, do I, is cement better than brick? So there are certain like gateway questions that we have that are invisible. So it's like a staircase. So you might see the first step. Okay, I know I don't know how to build a house, but I don't know all the invisible steps that await me since I've never done it before. So the lead magnet is something that you have to think about your first gateway question for your audience. So again, building a house, why build a house in the first place? Or why not go buy a house that's already made? So maybe we're talking about the benefits and then it's like, okay, that seems like a good idea. What do I do next? Okay. So typically we have, I like the number five for some mm -hmm. reason, it's like not even round, but it's just like a sturdy. <laughs> it's semi-round. Yeah. It just looks good. So we talk about like the five things that would help you for whatever your subject is. So we worked with a coach recently who deals with helping women avoid and get out of heartbreak. And for her, we did the five behaviors that are holding you back and actually keeping you in pain. And then we went into all those. They know they're in pain. They don't know what to do about it. They want to get out of it. And if there was a button they could press to get out of pain, they, they would surely press it. There, there are steps that are invisible to them since they haven't achieved their result that they're going for. We're working with a lady now who is, I never know how to describe her, but she renovates homes in New York City. For her, we did we did an ebook, which is the five things that are for her. Yeah, it's like the things that could be, they know they're worried about money and time. They've seen all the HGTV shows and they know that <laughs> it's gonna cost them more and it's gonna take longer. But they didn't know about all the, let's say, time restrictions from COVID. Now you can't have more than two or three people in a kitchen or in an enclosed space at once. They didn't know about all the in-person shopping trips they're going to need to do for their tile and their whatever. For the lead magnet itself, you have to know or you have to be able to figure out or have another brain of a person to help you figure out 
what are the invisible steps that are that they that you don't know that you don't know gotcha oh oh, yeah sorry I think it actually was how do you manage the email sequences like how do you know which this is just me talking to you yeah this is just like email sequences like when you send out emails how do you Uh keep track of what you've sent or what should like if what Mm. system do you use Am I? Oh, like what platform? I would say. <laughs> you see not that lead magnet. How many emails should you have to follow up behind that lead magnet? Or is it just that one? Or how do you keep track? Or where are you keeping the emails that you're sending? Are you just putting it directly into your email management, whatever you're using, your email provider? Or are you using like a Google Doc? And then keeping all your emails there and then and knowing, okay, this is about this, this is about that. How do you, how are you managing those email sequences? Yes. Excellent question. And I was taking you all around the mulberry bush. Is that that what you got? I wasn't sure. And I was like, I don't don't know. I'm glad you also clarified because I wasn't thinking of the, like the actual tool, but yeah, I would definitely go into that. Okay. Uh, Just to to touch on quickly about how many emails and what happens after the the lead magnet. Yeah. So there is, there's a structure system where there's five emails that get sent out as a part of that funnel. And the first email is a welcome, thanking them. So glad you're here. Here's your lead magnet. We love you. (laughs) All of that sort of stuff. And the structure of the email sequence is building upon the further transformation that we're hoping to provide for that person, that individual subscriber. So I can get more into that shortly if you want, but to answer your question about the mechanics, like where are we putting it? How are we managing it? How are we getting it out there in the world? Yeah. So there are lots of tools out there. I'm sure you've heard of many of them. There are some that keep popping up that I haven't even heard of, but the MailChimps, (laughs) the Convert Kits, the Kajabis, the MailerLite, ActiveCampaign, ClickFunnels, all of those. Yeah. So you definitely need a mechanism like that to be able to send out automatically your emails at given intervals. And it needs to be able to work together with your landing page so that, let's say, Brittany, if you sign up for an ebook of some kind, you enter your email in something, that something is the landing page. And so the landing page has to talk to the email system that says, hey, Brittany just signed up, send her an email. So you definitely need that mechanism. And I can almost hear your, your listeners just saying, which email subscriber, which email platform should I use? And that depends on several factors. None of them are bad. They all work. It's a question of how many subscribers do you have? If you have less than 1,000, it's going to be different than if you have 50,000. And there are some providers that will charge by this, I don't mean by individual subscribers for a range. Like if you have up to 5,000, it's this much. If you have up to 10,000, it's this much. That's a consideration, how much you're able to budget. There are some tools that do more than just email. They'll have other things like Kajabi, like Kartra, ActiveCampaign, HubSpot. They all do many things. So those are going to be more pricey. And then we have ones like Flowdesk, which is a very pretty, very user-friendly choice and they have a fixed fee for however many subscribers you have so yeah so price is one thing you want to consider the functionality what are you going to be doing is it just email if it is just email then you don't need something with all the bells and whistles so anyway i can get into that more 
if you think your listeners would want it, but you also mentioned about like how to manage the system. So when we are writing our emails for a client, we manage it in Google Docs. When we're writing, we're just writing. We're not thinking about technology and automation. We're not thinking about that at that time. We think about it, but not when we're writing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we just organize it in Google Docs. It could be Dropbox. It could be Evernote. It could be whatever. It could be pad and paper if you want, but probably not the most efficient to share. But yeah, so once we write the emails in Google Docs, we share with our clients and they add comments and we make edits and so forth. And it's, it's very easily shareable as all of your listeners know. And then once the copy is approved, then we of course send it to our design team and then they design the landing page, the ebook, the emails, whatever needs to get designed. I think I might be going off on a tangent. No, it's so cute. Bring me back. Okay. (laughs) Basically, yes. And I think that that is great. I think that it's so awesome to be able to have a system that works. And what I'm, I think that using Google Docs or something similar to that, whatever works for you. Some people I'm sure use Word or Pages Mm -hmm. or Mac or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I am a Google, Google Doc girl. So I am all about it too. Whenever you're doing that, do you say, how do you know, okay, we're going to do five emails for lead magnets. Then say we've got, um, cause I've got this brand new quiz guys. I need you guys to go and try out because it is excellent for finding out your productivity method. While we're trying to figure out things that work for us, what's the best productivity method that works. That is an email sequence that I have going out that I absolutely am excited about. How do you get your, how do you create a system that, that works for you that once you build out, okay, I've got this, I've got this launching, I've got this project launching or this product or whatever launching, how do you build out a system to continue and to actually convert sales in that email? Yeah, great question. So in terms of the structure of the email, the email sequence, and by the way, congrats on yours. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Hey guys, that's totalfitbosschick.com backslash productivity quiz. I'm sure that I'm not as productive as I could be. So I need to check that out for sure. (laughs) But yeah, so getting back to the earlier example with our, you know, lead magnet sales funnel. So there are definitely some things that we want to hit in each of the emails. So we don't want to come out selling every minute and wants to read that. (laughs) That's yeah, that's a turn off. The idea, the overall idea is to take them from wherever we left them with their ebook Mm -hmm. and then take them further down the road because we've given them something for free. That's going to give them, you know, a little bit of a transformation. That's not going to fix everything. It's going to give them a little bit, a little Mm -hmm. quick win, but then where else do they need to go to get to the next level? And the next level would be a bigger transformation with a paid product. So we want to take them down the road, down the customer journey. So again, getting back to emotions, that was the first thing I talked about. And really the key is so important to have uh, in the back of your mind when you're writing is to know where they are at the time that they're entering your funnel. So let's take the lady who is uh, renovating homes in New York City. So those folks are probably really anxious, I, I would think. Anxious, they're like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. Where do I even begin? Okay, now I know what to look out for, but gosh, what other you know things are waiting for me around the bend that I don't know about? So the welcome is pretty straightforward and you wanna keep it short because 
they just want their free thing. Right. They don't want to hear too much. And the next email, you want to give them the next tip, the next thing that they're going to need that is going to get them ready to be able to get to a place where they can purchase your offer or your product. They're not quite ready yet. If you just jumped out and say, okay, my thing is here, you can buy it. No, buy to you. I'm not going to read the rest of your email. So we want to give them some further information. We want to show them that we're credible. We want to show them examples, real life stories, which are true, but just like illustrations of your craft in action. So we'll for this lady, we're going to tell her audience about, you know, people that she's worked with and things that they went to, went through, you know, they, their last contractor, you know, may have forgotten to order the whatever, and then they couldn't put in the whatever, whatever that might be. So just illustrations of, yes, I have experience, I'm credible. And then we go on from there. The next email, we're still trying to move them along to a place where they're a little less stressed out, a little less frustrated moving towards there might be some way that this is going to work out okay for me we're going to give them more tips what is the next thing they're going to need to know and we're going to give them some testimonials we're going to give them another free resource something that is not necessarily available on instagram or social media that's not just out there in the world these are your vips these are people that you want to treat and say you have access to this nobody else does except for people on this list and give them something free it it doesn't need to be something that takes your time like a call with them or that's not what we're trying to do we're not trying to fill up your calendar we're just trying to give them a little bit more transformation right so then we go on from there and then what is the next thing they're going to need to know and deal with and we're stripping away their resistance their I don't mean we're like trying to beat them down and we're We're building a relationship. We're building momentum, we're we're building credibility, we're building trust, and we're giving them the next steps that that we know that they don't necessarily know. If they knew how to cure their headaches, they would have already done so. If they knew how to stop smoking, they would have done so. They're coming to you, you know. You said you could help me with this. Please help me. Show me the way. Exactly. So how do we build or develop systems to simplify this whole process? Yeah. A great way to do that is to have a framework, is to figure out what do I want to say? I know all the things that I want to hit. I know the high level things that I want to hit throughout the, the sequence, but have a framework that you build on no matter what the occasion for your email sequence is. Like, Brittany, you had the productivity planner example. There might be some other product or service that you come out with and knowing that there's a certain structure or system that you want to follow or a framework, you'll be able to recreate that email sequence based upon your earlier framework. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So for example, currently they're in the quiz and then they go through the quiz and then they receive information back. They receive their report and it's basically just telling them, give them information about themselves. It's not really a report. Should I say, I don't want to say a report, something so hardcore, but Mm -hmm. it is information that is helpful. So basically the front of the quiz says, it feels so amazing to finally be understood. And, oh and Definitely. there's that emotion. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's actually what the quiz starts out with. And then you go through the nine 
questions and then you get your results. So then there's the follow-up sequence from there. So after, Mm -hmm. for example, the follow-up sequence, if you're someone like me um, Mm -hmm. that has this going on, say if somebody else has whatever else going on, I have my framework, but what's an example of something else that you can offer? So say that we're talking about a mompreneur business and she is selling something about mompreneur businesses, what is a framework that individual could use? What's an example of a framework? So if it's a mompreneur, let's say she's teaching other mompreneurs how to scale their business or something. I I know it sounds so serious, but (laughs) framework, an outline, just a collection of ideas. So yeah, we have to get back to what are the mompreneurs, what are your quiz takers, your productivity people, what do they want as their result? They want to be more productive. So we're going to tell them about things that are holding them back. Like why, maybe we would talk about different things that they are doing that they may not realize that are uh, blocking their productivity. Mm -hmm. We might give them some tools that they could use to increase their productivity. We would basically be trying to pinpoint, like strip away the things that are blocking their productivity. We would talk about the things that could be in the way. So I don't know exactly what they could be, but let's say it's not building the right habits. So we might give a story about your cousin, Joey, who thought he was so productive. He did this and he realized that whatever it is, we want to illustrate real life examples. We want to put the information in practice. So it's not just blah, blah, blah information. Our brains are wired to understand stories better. That's why we used to you know, be read stories as a kid. So yeah, so it goes back to those invisible steps that the audience or the subscriber does not know about. So if we want to be pr- productive, what are the things in our way? And how can we benefit from being productive? And what are some stories of people that were not productive or had something happen to them and they realized how unproductive they were. But once they did X, Y, and Z, they were able to do this. And that doesn't have to be lofty. Like they were able to do a five minute mile. They were able to climb Mount Everest or anything like really extraordinary. It can just be like with this one little tweak, I was able to do this and make Mm -hmm. it relatable so that the audience can be like, wow, Joey did that. So I can do that too. So the framework really is, it's a collection of ideas and structure you put together, but it's also the thinking behind it and making sure you're addressing the right topics. So yeah, does that that make sense? Oh yes, that makes sense. That really goes back to just knowing your audience, knowing Mm -hmm. their pain points, knowing what problems you need to solve and just working through that. And are you basically seeing that the email sequences are breakdowns of tiny little steps. So we're going to discuss for me, we go into some of the problems that we typically have when we struggle with productivity or when we struggle with different things, for example, habits. So we'll Mm -hmm. discuss that and we'll go into those different areas, (laughs) just like you mentioned before. So is that basically what you're saying? It is. Yeah. If you told me, okay, Sharon, you know, to be more productive, all you have to do is these, you know, 27 things every single day. And I'd want to jump off a bridge. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm never going to be productive. But if it's okay, today, I'm going to tell you a story about blah, 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 whatever that could be. Bits of information that are relevant, that are going to move the needle. And it doesn't feel like work to consume or to ingest. So if I'm reading a story or an email that makes me feel hopeful and makes me feel like hmm, I could see why that could work, 
then that moves me a little bit closer and I wasn't in pain. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like in emotional pain. Wow. That will never be me. Yes. You know what? I love how a story actually from you that I just really love was you were sharing a story about complicated systems or a complicated <laughs> process. You were talking about a puzzle for your mm-hmm. daughter and you're just saying how difficult and overwhelming it was just to put together oh a proposal. And that's like how we do, if we can break things down super simple and just make them super simple, it just, it's more inviting. We want to do it. We want to do better, be better. Otherwise, if it sounds crazy, it sounds overwhelming. We automatically want to back up and procrastinate or never even do it at all. So how do you build systems that aren't overwhelming in our business as a whole outside of mm-hmm. email? Yeah, it's a great question. And thanks for bringing that, that puzzle up. That was the worst. <laughs> the directions were just so complicated. And if I wasn't just you know dead set about proving a point, I would have given up long ago. That is something that we never want our audience to feel. Like I just give you the example, like, okay, just do these 10 things and everything will be fine. Call me in the morning. <laughs> we have to be with our audience along the way. That's why the touch points are so important. That's why in your onboarding system, it's important because for them, your audience, it's not as important to them to respond to your email as it is to you. You're going to want them to respond more than to them. It's one of 50 things that they're seeing on a day-to-day, but let's take outside of email. Let's take, it's still email in a sense, but it's different purpose for email. Let's say it starts with a discovery call or some sort of thing. So there's a a starting point. They meet you on social media. They meet you on your website. You move a little bit down the line, picture like an assembly line, moving down the line. You you speak to them, you interact with them. Now you have to have another touch point after they book their call. So I I skipped a step, right? They book a call. They decide, okay, this is the time that works for me. We're going to meet. But if you don't touch base with them beforehand, if you're not sending them reminders, if you're not sending them confirmation, they're like, oh, wait, I think I booked a call. Did I book a call? Oh, I don't know. Let's just see. And then if they never get anything, they just don't show up to the call. So there has to be these touch points along the way that show that you care, that respect their time and energy and show them that you're going to show up. You don't have to worry. I think about too, a fun fact. I used to have a business teaching cooking classes to kids. I used to be in touch with moms who were wanting me to do a party for their kids. And I used to think like myself, if I booked somebody for a party, I would want to know that they remembered that they have to come to this party. So I would make sure, okay, this is what's happening now. And okay, this is what I'm thinking about and what color for the tablecloths or whatever. So think like your client, think like your audience. When they book a call, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to know that your call went through or that your thing went through? So reassure them along the way. You have reassurances, you have acknowledgements, you want to be proactive. Brittany, when we set up our time to talk, you reminded me. And you confirmed that we were on. I had the password to meet you. So you make sure that you're making it easy for your audience. Give them all the information. There are these different touch points that you have to map out before in a sequence so that you're not going to be missing steps along the way. Because that's what we don't want to have happen, right? We don't want to be in bed at night. Ah, shoot. I forgot to send that confirmation email. Oh, did I send the proposal? Ah, shoot. Did I pay? Did I say thank you? So yeah. So if it's not email marketing, it's still, there's a sequence, there's a structure and you just have to be like, 
a human to think about how you would react on the other side. You would want to know that your call will be happening. You want to be thanked after the call, or at least, oh, that was a great call. Give them the next steps. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for that information. Now, what's really important, what we all have to know is what are your productivity secrets? You are managing so many different things. You have so many different hats. You're a wife, you're a mom, you're an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. How are you managing your life? What are your productivity secrets, Sharon? (laughs) Ooh, I would like to know myself. (laughs) Lists. I I have lists like you wouldn't believe. I have lists for my lists. I have weekly lists. I have daily lists. I have segments of the day lists. Yeah, notebooks all around. So I'm sure I could definitely improve my productivity with your help, Brittany. I just really try to stay very clear about what I have to do. And I have Mm -hmm. a goal in mind. Okay. If I have these 10 clients I'm working with, I want to know what I have to do for each of these. So I know what the next step is. So I think it's just anticipating the next steps. If I know that I have an interview with you, Brittany, I should have been thinking about what we were going to talk about a week before or three days before. Yeah. So it's, you know, just like that. That's, I don't know if that counts as a productivity. Yes. Yes. It's huge. (laughs) Yes, it does. Cause that's where it starts. If you don't know where your intentions are, Mm -hmm. where are you going? If I make a doctor's appointment, I don't just put it in the calendar for that day. I have a reminder two weeks before. Oh yeah. And two weeks I have that. And then I have to make sure to bring that piece of paper. I put that right in the calendar notification. Okay. Bring the you know piece of paper that's in your night table. <laughs> Cause I'm not going to remember when it's time to go. And I'm going to be like, Oh, I forgot the thing. And now I can't have the appointment. Exactly. You know? That is, is excellent. I think that is definitely key and, and it's doable. I think that's something that we all can do. Mm-hmm. You know what? We've come to the part of the show where we really give back and we go deeper in for our audience. This is the part of the show called the mentoring moments. Now, yes, yes. (laughs) So this is just where you just impart some of your wisdom upon us. So here it is. What advice would you give to someone that feels like giving up? Wow. Yeah, I've been there. I've definitely been there. And it's definitely going to happen at some point, whether it's on a daily basis or some point when things get hard. What it makes me think about is when I'm trying to procrastinate and I'm like, oh, I just really don't want to do that thing. So that in a sense is giving up. But what I found is that the reason or what's behind that wanting to give up, like not wanting to do it feels too hard. I'm not clear about it. That just really means that I need to spend more time in it. And mm-hmm. once we get started, once we make that first little inroad, whether it's assigning yourself five minutes to sit there and look at the task or 15 minutes to sit there and, and write 10 words. Nice. Once you get in there, it always loses its, its like scary monster hold on you. And I think it's the same with when we feel like giving up, there's going to be hard moments. There's no way around it. And to look at it, look at those hard moments with knowing that it's not going to happen forever. You know, it's not going to be like this forever. Like when you have a headache, it feels the rest of your life is going to be a headache, right? but it, it will pass. And there is a reason you're going through it. Not because you're a bad person, not because you're being punished, not because you're being tested. You might be being tested, but there's a reason because whatever you're going through, you're going to be able to help someone through that exact same thing. Oh, beautiful. Yes. I swear <laughs> that's the case for yes. anyone. 
I love that. What an amazing answer. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Uh, yes. Okay. So Sharon, you have done it. You have done it. Yes. So I am going to put all your details in the show notes, but please let our audience know where they can connect with you. I would love to connect with their audience, Brittany. I'm sure they're as amazing as you are. Oh. I would love to meet them. Please come say hi to me on Instagram. That's probably the best way at the virtual miracle. And yeah, just pop in and say hi and let me know that you heard Brittany's podcast. And yeah, if there's anything I can do to help and pave the way for you, I'm happy to do. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Sharon. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.